um, I'm looking to opt out of our, you know, corrupt fiat um, overlords, and um, I didn't like that people were telling me what to do, <laughs> and, you know, what to do with my body, what to do with my money. That really solidified it for me, like, you know what, no, there's no going back now. It's like, it's Bitcoin or bust. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Why Bitcoin Podcast, the podcast where we question everything, but mainly, why Bitcoin? I'm your host. My name is Jeff, joined here today with my, <laughs> why does it say, <laughs> technically savvy, questionable, Doug, question, te- technically savvy, Doug? Hell yeah, that's right. That's right. Disagree. How y'all doing? Hello, yes. I am here. You disagree. Okay. Well, you can edit the next podcast and we ad. have we have somebody truly technically savvy joining us today. Hoddle D joins us today. How are you doing, Hoddle D? Hey Jeff. Good. How are you doing? Nice Excellent. Nice to, nice to hear you, I guess. Not nice to see you. <laughs> <laughs> Seeing all my psycho <laughs> posts on Twitter, I'm sure. And yeah, I yeah. There's a Happy person... to talk to the Goomba. <laughs> <laughs> right on, man. Appreciate you. <laughs> After reading my tweets and agreeing to come on this show, I don't know. It's kind of questionable who you are as a person. Yeah, yeah I know. You know, sometimes on Twitter, I, I get I get a little bit, um, you know, I get a bit, little bit of a keyboard rage, and I feel like sometimes we go in threads and just totally disagree. We're like, you know what? That's uh, great conversation. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you have to do. Sometimes you really just have to agree to disagree. I think uh, yeah. that, that's the most important thing, especially in Bitcoin circles. Like there's oh, no, I feel like there's no Bitcoin community, but there's plenty, plenty of Bitcoin communities mm-hmm. and you find yourself in some pretty weird ones for sure. Yeah. If you don't, uh, if, if you agree with Bitcoiners and you're not in the right community, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. if, you, if you agree with everyone and everything, then it's just a, uh, what do you call it? A tunnel? Uh, echo, 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 echo chamber. chamber. Echo yeah. chamber. I like yeah, to keep. Yeah, you got to keep your echo chamber strong. That's but right. <laughs> if you, if you even step your toe outside of an echo chamber, you just start getting angry, and it's just I, I do that to myself way too often. Um, oh, yeah. You know what I wanted to say? Does it, I think I'm okay. Well, first, wait. Oh man, I'm not prepared. Uh, if this is your first time listening, you can find all our previous episodes at whybitcoinpodcast.com. Uh, although we talk about Bitcoin and stuff and things, this is not financial advice, uh, although you should buy as much Bitcoin as you can before the end of the world. This is what I want to say. I think I'm giving up the doomer attitude, man. It's starting to get to me. This is this is my... I'm trying to just... I think I'm going to just start muting COVID and fucking all that shit because I can't take it anymore. My question to both of you at the beginning of this show, (laughs) and usually we don't do topical stuff, so Doug's probably already upset with me, but that's fine. (laughs) Did you see the fucking Jimmy Fallon video? Either of you? Yes. No. No. Is it it recent? Yeah, it it just came out. Last night, I believe. Last night is when he did it. I think. They're still doing that stuff? It's brutal, man. <laughs> it it's is fucking the most I can't... cringe thing I've ever seen in my life. It was uh, didn't it wasn't even good music. So he did like a musical number where he was singing about the new variant of COVID. And first of all, God. that's not a thing. Go fuck yourself. And <laughs> two, just also go fuck yourself. Like it's just it was so bad. It was so like oh my god. 
Oh my god, just go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, well, yeah please no, help. Please not that you've set me scared. off, you bastard. It's just Jimmy standing there with dead eyes, looking at the camera, being like, it's the next variant, it's the next strain of blah blah blah. And it's like all it's like you're just watching it and it's undeniably propaganda. And I was just like, I think I think this is it. I think I've hit my peak for bullshit I can take in. I can't yeah. take it anymore. I've, I've I've topped out, man. Jimmy, Jimmy topped me out. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start aggressively muting all the doomer shit. I think maybe the so hardy. Usually I say, oh, the world's exploding. You know, it's all bad. I think I'm just gonna fucking give that up because maybe the world's not exploding. Maybe you can just maybe I just need to echo chamber myself a little bit more away from the insanity because it just keeps creeping back in and it's not good to be angry all the time. I'm trying to not be angry all the time. Actually, this is a great fucking first question for you, Otto. Yeah, you seem it. like a super positive person. Uh, do you stay? I, do. <laughs> I think you have a very jolly voice. Absolutely. I try my well, best. I try my best. <laughs> right on. Well, okay. <laughs> this is my question, man. First off, yeah. we can we can edit this part out, but I'm curious, uh, how, what's your age? How old are you? We can edit this yeah. out of you. Yeah, well, I'll say I'm I'm mid twenties. Mid, so you're still you're still a younger gentleman. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm getting there. The last of the millennials, or maybe the first of the Zoomers. I guess I guess I'm technically the you know first of the Zoomers, but I I, I prefer to be called a millennial. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a little bit of an overlap there, right? That's how it works. Is it? <laughs> you're a zoomillennial, then. You're a you're one of the rare whoa. crossovers, whoa. man. That's yeah. interesting. Well, okay, so I, I ask because I am a millennial. Doug, you are a what's what's your thing called, Doug? A Gen X. Gen X. So we have three generations here. And I find it fascinating that we all I, I think it's true that we all look at life and the way things work in different ways, whether people want to admit it or not. So mm -hmm. and and even more so just on like I remember when I was not like I'm an old guy, I'm only early thirties. But when you're twenties, you're like excited, ready for life, ready to do shit. And maybe it was just all the bullshit smacking me in the face that I was just like, oh man, the world is fucking doomed. So do you feel like the world is doomed or are you feeling positive about the future? Yeah. Good question. Um, I think, uh, Twitter or Bitcoin Twitter definitely is doom and gloom a lot of the time. You know, <laughs> if like, you know, if we're in a bear market, we're in a bear market. You know, if we're in a bull, if we're in a bull market, there's like 20,000 extra people in each Twitter spaces talking about their, you know, next shit coin or whatever. And, you know, life is, you know, everyone's making money. You know, if you wanted your, your dog to invest in stocks, it could pick anything and make money. Right. Like we were, we were at that point. So, um, yeah, I, I'm definitely a less of a doom and gloomer. You know, I try and uh, you know glass half full kind of guy. Um, but you know, I, I sh you know I'm on Bitcoin Twitter and I I rant to people and <laughs> shit on people sometimes, um, and go on massive you know Twitter rants. Unfortunately, um, probably gonna try and do better at not doing that <laughs> because right. yeah, you know it just gets it just you know it's like you can't convince everyone, and you know when you're when you're dealing with people online, it's hard to like come to the truth it's just like my word versus the other guys and it's like well all right well see you later i guess right so um definitely glass half full i don't think we're doomed but i do think um we've got some pain ahead um but you know i, I don't really it's not like i'm like oh watching the price every day kind of thing 
Um, just I just think you know, we may be in a recession. You know, housing prices might go down a little bit. You know, um, groceries are going to stay elevated in price, stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Be a little realistic, I guess, right? <clears throat> you are okay. So your target for you're in Canada, right? Are you in Ontario? Yeah. Again, you don't have to answer any of these questions. I'm in Canada. Sorry, I'm not yeah. trying to dox you. Hey, no but worries. Like, it's all good. Um, yeah, man. Like fucking houses. You probably want to buy your first house at some point mm -hmm. here soon, or do you not want to? And are you more th okay? How do I want to ask this question? Are you looking to buy a house soon? Yeah, um, I'd say, you know, uh, you know, I have a girlfriend, um, you know, we're trying to build a family together and, uh, you know, want to have a place of our own that's not too expensive, obviously. Um, you know, I understand that housing is a little bit of a shit coin, but, you know, if you want to have your own land-ish and, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a big green thumb guy, I like to grow stuff and grow nice. plants and have a backyard, you know, I want to have a dog one day, so I want to be able to, you know, chuck the ball and not have to go to a park, you know, stuff like that. Um, that I think about, but yeah, I want to have a house, but you know, I'm looking to move uh, a little bit more up north or kind of uh, more rural, uh, rural areas where you get more land and more bang for your buck, basically. Oh yeah, man. Come out to Alberta. I used to be in Ontario <laughs> and I moved out here, uh, nice. <laughs> in the insanity of 2020, me and my wife are like, get the fuck out of Ontario. We came out to Alberta. Mm. So you should, do I'm trying to pull all of the Ontario Bitcoiners out this way. So yeah, yeah. we'll all, uh, we'll make a citadel out here. You're, you're welcome to join, but yeah, man, it's like, there you go. You want it? You this. This is where I'm at right now because we're just renting, and it's. Mm -hmm. I I really think it makes more sense to just fucking save Bitcoin, and not even buy a house for at least another having or two, maybe three. Right. Because the only way that housing is going up is if you measure it in dollars, Canadian dollars, one of the worst shit coins of them all. Yeah. But housing is gonna go down if you measure it in Bitcoin. Like that's just true. So. Mm if you lower your time preference, you can get a house for a cheaper cost. Is that something you've kind of factored in or are you just kind of, you know, your early twenties, you want to buy a house and it... yeah, no, I'm definitely, <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely not in a rush. That's for sure. Okay, right <laughs> um, you know, obviously the rates are like insanely high, so I'm not like, uh, Oh, it's like, you know, blow all our money right now. Um, and obviously I'm not looking to blow all my money on a house. Like, um, you know, I have a job, right. I work for CoinKite. Um, you know, I have cash flow, obviously, cause I'm, you know, I have a job. So, you know, saving a little bit of, you know, fiat cuck bucks for a future house, um, I might not have an issue with, but obviously, um, I'm, that's definitely, def <laughs> definitely on the back burner compared to the amount of Bitcoin that I've been buying, right? It's not, um, a big lump sum that I'm saving for a house or anything. Um, it's definitely taking advantage of these, uh, really nice prices. You know, if it goes lower, whatever, buy more, um, not really, um, too keen or too crazy on the price. Um, you know, whether you buy it 14 K or 17 K when it's a million dollars, it doesn't, it doesn't matter, uh, mm -hmm. if you bought it, you know, 14 or 17 K. Um, but yeah, you know, I, like I said, I, I'm kind of moderate in, in my financial sense where, um, I like to have a little bit of savings, you know, um, I don't want to have to sell Bitcoin in a, you know, in a pinch. So, you know, having a little bit of fiat cuck bucks on the side, uh, there's no issue there, but yeah, interest rates are crazy. Um, housing is super inflated here in Canada. Um, so again, I'm not in a rush to buy a house, but you know, in maybe the next five years, potentially, um, it would be nice to put a down payment at least. And, um, if I can pay, uh, my mortgage down at the same amount, you know, the same amount as like, say rent is, then I don't see an issue with that. Cause if I'm paying for rent anyway, you know, obviously there's costs with like, you say your house or so your, uh, your uh, shingles need to be replaced or your windows need to be replaced. Obviously, those are things that you need to uh, think about when you're owning a house rather than renting. 
Um, but you know, I'll, I'll, I'll deal with that on the way, but yeah. I hope, right on. I hope that answers your question. No, that it does. I, I'm curious on a more personal level, cause I I've tried to have this conversation with a few of the, uh, like, um, father-in-law and you know older mm -hmm. people in my life and they're like well you have to buy a house it's the best it's the best uh investment you can make so i'm curious on a personal level if you've had that conversation where i'm just like actually it's not it's straight up not you're wrong and they look at you like you're insane because bitcoin is stupid you know internet money and right. they, they think you're nuts have you have you had that conversation with anybody in your life yeah i you know i think my family kind of assumes that I'll buy a house one day and I guess you know I I obviously grew up um without bitcoin so I kind of you know in in school and uh high school stuff like that they've kind of ingrained that in your brain that yeah you need to buy a house right you need a car blah blah, blah. um but you know as as I've uh, kind of journeyed into bitcoin I kind of put that on the back burner a little bit and not focused on it so much and it's not going to be for a while till I buy one and um, yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I'm not like, oh, I need one kind of thing. But you know, also, you know, I'm also in a relationship, and you know, the uh, the the missus uh, wants a, a house too. So <laughs> you know, you, you gotta you gotta find a middle ground there, right? So if you can find something for cheaper, you know, I'm not looking to um, live in a major city in a condo that's you know a million bucks kind of thing. Like I'm looking for, um, so again, some land, nice house, you know, middle of the woods somewhere where no one, you know bugs me <laughs> right on man. that's uh I'm, I'm pretty happy with that yeah that's the dream dude just get away right. from it all that's good that's good that you're already uh focused on that that was gonna be one of my questions but yeah you answered that that's yeah. that's great um okay let me kind of go back to regular <laughs> regularly scheduled question programming here uh, let's go no back worries. to bitcoin um why why do you choose to be a bitcoiner what, what makes you wake up in the morning and say i'm going to be a bitcoiner today why does it matter to you yeah um I, I i buy bitcoin because of the whole um you know i don't want to get poor slowly kind of thing i want to save my wealth over time um so you know pretty simple um i'm looking to um not invest my money but opt out of our you know corrupt fiat um, overlords and um i've had to deal with some of that actually in the past few years with my job or previous job and um, COVID stuff, you know, all that jazz. Um, so I didn't like how that was going. Um, I didn't like that people were telling me what to do <laughs> and, you know, what to do with my body, what to do with my money. I didn't like how, uh, the truckers, you know, got their money frozen. I was obviously a Bitcoiner way before that, but, um, that's just like kind of an example of that really solidified it for me. Like, you know what? No, there's no going back now. It's like, it's Bitcoin or bust because, if we, you know, enter the CBDC realm, uh, we're fucked <laughs> without Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. So um, it's kind of like, uh, you know, the only hope um, type scenario for me. Um, so it's not about, you know, making gains in the next few years. It's about, you know, honestly, retirement for me. I just want to retire maybe a little early, um, enjoy my life uh, with my with my family and not have to worry about money as much. Um, and hopefully Bitcoin can help me do that. And like I said, I'm not looking to, you know, cash out and uh you know be a a fiat millionaire i'm looking for uh something that can save my wealth over time and i can inherit to my kids and you know stuff like that right on man yeah no i i hear you so then what what was your first uh i haven't asked this question i'm kind of curious what was your first touch of bitcoin then how did how did you find sure. it uh at first and then what led you sure. down that path yeah so um early like 
just before COVID hit, uh, I'm, you know, I'm pretty new um, to the whole, even just investing stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. it's 2023 now, so I got in around 2019, um, but it was, you know, a very little amount. Um, I was just learning how to buy stocks. Um, I don't know if you've heard of Well Simple. That was like the big thing um, back then to, oh, it was like zero fees, which, you know, obviously we know that's a joke because it's, you know, they just um, increase the price a little bit and make that margin. And, you know, it's quote unquote zero fees, but it's just, you know, and ingrained in or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was, you know, buying stocks. Um, I was looking at trading a little bit. I was like doing some Forex trading, um, which is terrible. Um, but, um, some dude, you know, messaged me on telegram and, you know, it's like the classic, Hey, like, I see you're doing some day trading, you know, like join my day trading website and, you know, I'll make you twice as much as you deposit, basically, (laughs) you know, like that classic scam. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, you know, I was like, okay, how do I do this? And he's like, well, you know, you have to pay in Bitcoin. I was like, what the fuck? Like, I've heard of that, but um, I've never bought any before. And he's like, oh, you know, go to crypto.com. So I did that, bought some, gave it to him. Um, and then obviously got my money not back, right? <laughs> he took my money. Um, and I was like, what the heck, man? You know, I was pissed. Um, and at the time, credit cards actually didn't block crypto payments, like to crypto exchanges. Since then, they have because I think of people like me, um, because I just called my credit card, um, you know, thing. It was like, oh, someone took my credit card. It's a scammer, you know, like they, they took my money. And then, you know, thankfully, they gave me back my money. Ooh, nice. Um, I, yeah, so I, I, I guess I leveraged the, the legacy fiat system in that instance. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it wasn't exactly a trial by fire, but, um, it should have been, I, you know, for sure. But I, I, I learned how immutable Bitcoin was in that, in that moment, right? I was like freaking out, I lost a few thousand dollars. Um, you know, I wasn't going to get that Bitcoin back because obviously when you send it, it's, there's no way to get it back. Um, I didn't have like a replace by fee RBF setting on it. So it wasn't like, you know, it was just a, like, I didn't know what I was doing. I, I had no idea what RBF was. Um, but yeah. And so um, that was kind of my first touch. And then after that, I discovered Twitter pretty fast and then realized that, oh, wow, there's actually like a lot of people that buy Bitcoin. <laughs> so I was like, holy crap, this whole community's here. I didn't even know about it. And, and like, you know, I used to use Instagram, Facebook, I mean, not really, but um, a little bit. And I'm like, now it's just Twitter, nothing else. Like, you know, fuck Meta, hate them. They suck. Um, Twitter's okay. Nostra's better, you know. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was kind of my first thing. Got scammed, got my money back, thankfully. Um, but um, learned how Bitcoin was immutable and kind of went from there, you know, uh, learned about hardware wallets and started self-custodying. Um, I did a little bit of trading on, you know, shitcoin exchanges along the way, um, like an idiot, lost some Bitcoin. Um, but, you know, here I am stacking and, you know, at a better price than I've ever had. I mean, I, I bought a little bit around 10K, but, um, you know, 10, 8K when it was kind of on the way up there, but it wasn't like I was so in it that I knew it was going to like, you know, 69K or whatever. Um, at the time, I just, you know, was just trying to buy it like a stock or, um, you know, just do it as a trade, but learn pretty fast and, you know, thankfully. So right on dude, that's, uh, so you got scammed by a scammer. Got scammed. Let, yep. I want to, this is interesting. So in, at the beginning of my Bitcoin journey as well, 
it was actually a, a friend of a friend that was trying to get me to buy a shitcoin miner box and I was looking at their site. I didn't know anything. Well, I knew very little about Bitcoin, very little about crypto stuff. And so I'm looking at their website and I'm just, this kind of looks like a scam. This kind of looks a little sketchy here. And I was like, yeah, it's because it is, you idiot. I'm like, oh, yeah. it is. Okay, that's good. That's good. So ended up not falling for that scam, lucky enough, and then found Bitcoin pretty quickly on. Was there any major red flags looking back now at that scam that you're like, wow, how could I have been so stupid? Just maybe if there's anybody new to Bitcoin listening, uh, mm -hmm. how, how did this guy get you, man? Like, how did you get fooled? Was it really like, what was the scam sure. like? How did they how did they pull it off? Yeah, so I don't know if, uh, you know, obviously you guys might be a little bit older than me, but um, I used to play a game called like RuneScape. And <laughs> yeah. in RuneScape, you would go to this like, you know, general exchange and people would say, oh, you know, I'm going to give you, you know, one gold for, or, you know, give me like a thousand gold, I'll give you 2000 back. Same thing. Um, and, you know, people would do that and then they do it a few times. And then, you know, once you did like that big amount to give to them, then they would scam you, right? Like, it's like they start off with a little amount and then um, give you maybe double. So like at first I did like 50 bucks. I was like, okay, I'll do 50 bucks. If I lose this, whatever, if not, um, whatever. Right. Uh, uh, if I, and so, so I gave them 50 bucks, they gave me a hundred back and I was like, oh, cool. All right. And then it was like, all right, now give us like, you know, thousands of dollars. And for some reason I was just that greedy trader guy that just got into the space and was like so excited to make, you know, a couple thousand dollars, like at a snap of the fingers. Um, you know, just, I guess it's just greed that was really, uh, you know, doing it for me. I don't, I don't know what I was thinking in that moment, but you know, they really pressure you and they're like, come on, like. I'm going to get you so much money. I don't know. Like I was, you know, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Just screwed. But you, um, so, you could have, yeah. so, so there was an initial point where you had sent them 50 bucks and they sent you back a hundred. Mm -hmm. And so you could have walked away and you could have, yeah, I could have walked away with 50 bucks. But at the time mm -hmm. I was like, this is nothing, you know, it's like a couple hours of work. Like what's, what's the point, right? I might as well invest more. And then wow. that's when they get you. So anyway, the, the point of the runescape thing was, yeah, they do the same thing, right? They like, you'll do a small amount and then they'll give you, and then you give them a big amount and then poof. Um, but yeah, I think it was just greed. Um, you know, I want some money. I want to make it fast. And I thought this was the way, and clearly that wasn't the way. And I uh, learned pretty quick. So. Wow. That's crazy, man. That sucks. But also I guess it's good that you, you know, good that the fiat system works the way it is that they can just yeah, say, yeah. don't worry, we'll just change the numbers in our database. Hoddle you right. can have all your money back. Even yeah. I that took is advantage just... of it. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess you might as well. <laughs> like, right. It's just right. so. Oh man, what a dumb system. The fiat I know, system it's is. Very weird. Yeah. So for me, and I don't know if Doug, you feel the same way or not, but like when I really understood Bitcoin and more so how broken the fiat system was, I got frustrated because I felt like I'd been scammed my whole like my whole adult life. I was about thirty, and I'm like, well, ten years. I've been working. I've been working for the fiat system. And it's basically all gone. And if it's not gone now, all the purchasing power is going to be um, evaporated within a few years. So you came in, you were roughly 20 and you, you were just starting your, your adult life career. I'm curious, like I'm trying to figure out the kids coming up now that are 18, 19 now that are just entering adult age do you think it makes like does bitcoin does bitcoin make more sense to them 
or less sense to them? Hmm. Yeah, you know, it, it's it is a good question. I don't know, obviously, off the top of my head, I'd have to guess, but I think um, I just think shit coins are all over the place, and people love them. Like even my friends, um, I've orange pilled them, um, but you know, I said, hey, don't buy a lump sum. Maybe you know, DCA a little bit because who knows what's going to happen in the next few years, right? It was like interest rates are rising, blah blah blah, and then he's talking to me about Richard Hart and <laughs> shit, and I'm like. And I'm like, dude, this guy is literally flexing I on you. I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> he's he's so flexing much. on you with your money, and that you're guy praising makes me him. like visibly ang. Like, I right. want to do violence with that guy. Right. Seriously. Right. Yeah. No, it's insane. And so I think uh, a lot of people just are haven't gotten past the, you know, the yield of of shit coins yet, and, and even bank stocks. People love BMO or like, you know whatever Scotiabank because they give them a yield and it's like if I'm not making more coins then it's not good enough for me and I'm like you know then you have to basically rewire their brain and teach them like the Austrian way rather than the Keynesian way and so I feel like people in their you know young 20s are really getting into these yield traps and like false promises of oh you know you put in 10k and then you'll make you know, 20% APY, and then you'll make 2k a year. But, you know, by inflating the supply like that, your coins become less valuable, and then you actually don't make that 2k, you know, and it's hard to really, um, you know, I, I don't know, like, just, you know, talk through that with with friends and family sometimes, because they're really stuck in that yield um, mindset of legacy, you know, you know, helicopter money that people can just print out a thin air and, and increase the supply. So, um, I, you know, hopefully I can make a difference and hopefully convince a few um, younger folk to buy Bitcoin rather than shitcoin. Um, and even buy Bitcoin over like stocks or like, you know, trading or whatever. Um, but everyone's got, everyone's got to do their thing and you got, they got to learn. And, you know, even like um, some people in my family are trying to day trade now. And I'm like, guys, like Bitcoin's at like the lowest it's been in like <laughs> two and a half years or whatever. Like, why are you trying to fiddle around with this trading stuff when, you know, statistically over 90% of you will guarantee to lose money when you can just like have a sure thing, almost sure thing, right? I mean, I'm not going to say I, I know the future, but um, the, ace, the asymmetry of a Bitcoin bet is insane. Um, and I feel like people, my, even my age, just don't realize that. Um, but hopefully um, we can convince them and, you know, discuss with them. Absolutely, man. Yeah, I, I got into a conversation with my mom because she has a financial advisor and she's like, he made me $5,000 this year. I'm like, okay, on, on what? Right. Anyways, basically, it, it it ended up that I'm like, he didn't even beat inflation. Like you lost money with this dude, mom. You have more dollars. Yes. But your purchasing power overall went down and you got wrecked. Mm -hmm. so, and, and people just saying, well, no, I have more dollars. So I have more money. And it's a very difficult thing to explain to older sure. people. And yeah, I, I just... I don't know, man. I'm really curious about the next wave of people because it seems like, I don't know, man, more and more people are do, trying to do lazier and lazier things to, to for work. And we're going to have a whole generation of kids now that think you can just get rich quick by choose one shit coin. And some people are going to get rich and we're going to have all these kids that just have no skills. Uh, my question to you is when did you start 
when did you start looking into like Austrian economics and all the things Bitcoiners look into? Was it before you knew Bitcoin or did you find Bitcoin and then it led you down all those paths of what money is and Austrian economics and how, how that stuff works? Or were you already interested in that sort of uh, part right. of? No, I was definitely, definitely afterwards. Um, like I said, like um, I, I went through the whole stock thing real quick, day trading mm-hmm. pretty mm-hmm. quick, um, Forex trading, blah, blah, blah. Um, and I just wasn't getting the result that I wanted. Um, it wasn't, it was just like, you know, I didn't know why I was investing in it. Right. It was just like, I'm investing it because people are telling me that it's the right thing to do, but do they even know what they like, you know, am I, should I trust these guys? You know, like, (laughs) are they giving me good advice? Who knows? Um, but I think, yeah, definitely the Bitcoin Twitter, um, helped me (laughs) with the Austrian economics and all these rabbit holes and, even just like a simple tweet from someone, you know, gets me to look up on Google, like, oh, what does that mean? Or, yeah, what's what's this whole Austrian thing about? Like, I got I didn't even know how the monetary, um, I didn't even know what the Fed was really like before mm-hmm. <laughs> Bitcoin either, mm-hmm. and you know, um, macro and blah blah blah. Um, and obviously, people are are very self-proclaimed macroeconomics on tw- macroeconomic economists i don't know (laughs) economists economists thank you yeah you know the you know on twitter so you obviously got to take everything with a grain of salt there on twitter but um yeah definitely opened my eyes a lot more and realized how many people actually think this way and are believing in bitcoin um whereas before you know i wasn't on socials i wasn't really um interacting with people like i was just you know in my hometown people just want to go to the movies buy cars and um, you know, like, like we were talking about earlier, just buy a house, right? The first thing you do when you're 20 is to save up for a house. Cause that's what every 20 year old does. Right. So who, why do you need stocks or, or crypto or Bitcoin or whatever? Right. So, um, yeah, it was definitely a personal journey and, um, thankfully I got led down the Bitcoin path really fast, um, and didn't deal with shit coins too much. But again, I did shit coin dabble like most people and, you know, it, it taught me a lot of things and I'm, I'm, I don't want to be in an echo chamber where I don't know about, you know, things like even NFTs, right? Just buying an NFT, figuring out what the fuck it is and why people wash trade the shit out of them to <laughs> make money off people and all that, you know, you got to go through that process and basically mm-hmm. get rugged to understand that a little bit better, right? To, I don't know, to be well-rounded, I like, I like to say, I guess. Yeah. Are a lot of your friends into NFTs or were they? Um, I, uh, they were, yeah. They obviously a lot of people just totally dropped off the map and um, just kind of sold all their shit and said fuck it now. Um, but um, that's when I know <laughs> I'm gonna be buying a lot more Bitcoin because <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know it's like all these people are like doom and gloom. The world's ending. Um, uh, well, not not too much yet, but um, I think we're getting slow closer to that point. You know, people are like, oh, you know, it crashes, you know, sixty percent, but we're gonna be up, you know, next week. 100%. I'm like, no, that's not how, you know, markets work, right? <laughs> um, I just think a lot of young folks are very high time preference. And I'm just trying to teach them how to be low time preference and, you know, just save for your retirement, like work, work your ass off for 20 years, and then enjoy your life. Like, it's, it's really not that hard. And I feel like it's very accomplishable. But you got to maybe stop buying Starbucks every morning and save some money for once <laughs> in your life. So um, we're not taught that in school. So, you know, you got to learn that yourself. It's kind of crazy because eh? the whole idea of like make coffee at home is something that uh, the, the fiat rich people would tell you. And that would never mm-hmm. work. It would never work in a fiat system. Like you could be poor right now. 
work for dollars, make all your coffee at home, you're still fucked. But right. that actually will probably make a difference if you put that money into Bitcoin. So it's kind of interesting that right. it's, you know, start making your coffee at home. Don't save the dollars, just buy Bitcoin, save your money in yeah. Bitcoin and it'll probably help. That's yeah, just never like even that just before. one, yeah, that thing or, um, you know, try and save a little bit on gas. Maybe don't go out to the bar um, every night. You know, maybe go like once a week rather than like three times a week. I don't know. Like just cut, Just I've just learned how to cut back and be a little bit more frugal rather than just, you know, I get my paycheck and I'm like, oh, I want that, you know, new, new graphics card or, oh, I want this new car or, you know, like stuff like that. I just think a lot of young folks like myself are kind of very prone to that and Oh, this new house! I gotta buy this new house and basically pay it off for 20, 30 years of my life and be broke forever. But I have a house, so it's good, right? You know. <laughs> so, Absolutely. Yeah. So just getting out of that mindset is uh, sometimes tricky. Okay. That okay. That's interesting. Then I wanted to ask you this because uh, you're a gamer. Me and Doug are also gamers. Um, Bitcoin. Bitcoin did lead me down that path of being extremely frugal. Before Bitcoin, my like. Idea of what successful in my life would be is so long as I have a PlayStation and an Xbox and a Nintendo, I'm okay, right. and I, everything else can <laughs> my life can burn around me. But if I have those things, I'll be happy. Um, Bitcoin, mm-hmm. Bitcoin told me no, don't do that. So I was literally like looking at a PS5 to buy it, and then that's when I started looking at Bitcoin. I'm like, ooh, I'm not going to buy this PS5 right now. I still have yet to buy it. And on top of that, there I've sold go. so much of my fucking shit, so much of my gaming stuff. So much, So I'm curious if there's any uh, personal things that you've gone through or any any games on the top of your list that you've been, been putting off. Like I'm playing through old games just to get my fix of gaming. I, I started playing through Skyrim again a little while ago nice. <laughs> for like the thousandth time instead of buying a Xbox, uh, whatever yeah. it's called, Series, Series X. I just... Uh-oh. right. Um, yeah, so, so is there anything that yeah. you've given up to to stack more Bitcoin? Yeah, so I mean, every game obviously nowadays is like ninety dollars. So I know, it's, fuck, it's insane. It's, eh? God damn. It's definitely, I'm definitely not buying them very frequently. Um, you know, if one game comes out that I'm really excited about, I'll, I'll buy it. Um, you know, my friends and I are gamers, so we're happy to you know play together. And if I went out to a bar or went out to a you know a VR simulator you know, business, it would cost me, you know, a hundred bucks anyway. So, um, I'm okay to, to do that and, and enjoy my life a little bit. Um, but yeah, you know, just gotta be, you know, cautious or, you know, be aware of how much you're spending, right? Like I used to love Amazon and I would <laughs> buy so much stuff on Amazon. Um, like my mom and <laughs> just and, stuff, uh, eh? you just, just buy stuff, stuff right? I just know. stuff. And I'm like, why do I need this? I don't need it. I could buy Bitcoin with this. And I had a similar epiphany with the PS5 at one point. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to buy a PS5. I'm just going to buy Bitcoin with the amount of money that it would cost for a PS5. And I'm going to thank myself in you know 10 years that I didn't buy that PS5 and I, I bought Bitcoin instead. Um, so it's just like, you know, that, you know, the long-term gratification rather than that quick fix um, kind of thing. But yeah, you know, I, I still game and a lot of the games I play are free. I'm, a, I'm mostly a PC gamer. Oh, okay. um, what's your game right my, now my game right now i like to play overwatch um valorant um i used to play some lost ark i play some cod uh modern for two uh that one's fun i just that was kind of a whim buy <laughs> right on um yeah stuff like that you know it's fun i you know i like play everything um 
but a lot of you know first person shooters or um stuff like that the standard triple a titles you're that kind of guy huh yeah i guess so i guess my friends just play them so i play them but you know i love playing even just on like chess.com it's free i can play Mm -hmm. as chess with friends all i want and it's actually you know an intellectual kind of game and every game's different a little bit it's i like doing that and you know just just yeah occupy myself but obviously um not too much and you know gotta gotta you know go outside sometimes and (laughs) enjoy the fresh air right (laughs) absolutely yeah Uh, yeah, i like oh sorry go ahead no no uh, you can carry on no i was just gonna say uh, i like uh, pc because uh, my dad was a pc gamer as a kid me and him grew up like i said you know playing runescape kind of stuff like that and um you know if we need if we needed an upgrade we wouldn't have to buy a whole new console we could just swap out the graphics card or we could add some more ram you know it's just kind of like upgrading and it's kind of uh, like adult lego rather than you know buying a ps5 and then oh it doesn't you know there's no games for ps5 anymore now we need the ps6 or mm-hmm. you know um stuff like that like with the ps4 right stuff like that so absolutely uh, that's why i like PC, P- pc better but you know to each their own fair enough doug do you game at all anymore oh yeah absolutely. what are you what are you still playing uh, actually, my buddies and I just started in on Back for Blood. Um, we downloaded the new mod for Seven Days to Die. Oh, that game's still going play, too, eh? Always play nice. Dota. Never stop playing Dota. Oh yeah. So, so you play yeah. Dota in League, yeah. Yeah, and by yeah. the way, it's PC Master Race for a reason. Like, <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You don't have to well, be apologetic, hey. and you can look down your nose at them because we're better. It's fine. Right. Yes, I'm glad we're I'm talking to uh, fellow PC gamers because uh, obviously some people no, no. disagree with me. <laughs> I'm, a con- I'm a console maxi for sure, but I just... Oh, okay. But right. you play Hearthstone, own... dude. What are you talking yeah, well, about? Oh, that's what I wanted to ask. Okay, so I, I <laughs> Hearthstone is my my um, mobile game on my phone, but you know what I've discovered yeah. recently? I don't know if you guys, either of you guys know of this. Thunder Games? Yeah. Do you know what that it. is? Yeah, it's okay. like little mini games and stuff like that for so, um, for stats. Yeah, they're just little mini games. They have solitaire. They have a game called Bitcoin Bounce, a little card game, and a couple more. They're, they're, really, I only play the solitaire, but you play solitaire, and then if you win, you get tickets. And then every hour, there's a, a raffle, and depending on how many tickets you get, obviously you're in the raffle more. And then the raffle is like a thousand sets. So I've I've just played solitaire and i've earned a, a couple thousand sets so check out thunder nice. games not spawn but it is kind of cool i don't know yeah I, I just i just learned about it recently but i guess they've, cool. been, they've been around for a while worth yes yeah, value for value absolutely well, yeah yeah i guess so yeah Va- <laughs> value We're for providing time. value and then giving you value yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, <laughs> podcast, yeah play play a play a game of solitaire and maybe get a couple stats i mean if you're, yeah. if you're just going to kill some time anyways, you know, so instead yeah, of playing exactly. some of my dumber games, I'm doing that when I have a, a few extra seconds. Okay, dude, I want to ask you this then to shift gears a little bit. Let's do it. Um, how do I even ask this? Oh, you know, no, I have a couple of questions for you. Callus, mm, hold on thinking. Okay. <laughs> I want to go back to the, I want to go back to the, how you got scammed and then sure. h- how that relates to, I shouldn't ask this question. We, we might have to edit this out as well, <laughs> but okay. which, um, which, or you don't have to say it by name, but the shit coins that you were into, why did you choose the specific coins that you chose? And when did you realize that they were 
valueless. Like, because for me, I had specific coins that I was into. And then one day I'm like, oh, this is meaningless. I don't need this anymore. So if you want to, you can name them. Maybe we'll bleep out the names because we don't like talking about shit coins here. But I'm just kind of curious as to where your mindset was at when you were in that shit coiner attitude. This is probably a yeah. bad question. Hey, Doug, I shouldn't ask this question, should I? Oh, it's fine. Oh, whatever you want. <laughs> I'm whatever. curious, I'm, man. I'm curious. I'm I don't know I'm why. Easy. I'm in the I'm in the <laughs> fuck shit coins mentality, and I'm just like I'm trying to yeah. figure out. I don't know if you ever try and figure out shit coiners. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll open up a conversation with one and just be like, "Why are you into this? What is it doing?" And mm. the, people are really sucked into it. And we're gonna get another wave of shit coiners in a little while. So mm. it'd be. I, I think it's good to at least try and explain where our heads were at when we were in that shitcoiner mindset. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so. I, I agree. Yeah. So, um, so honestly, the, the way that I got into quote unquote crypto in the first place was through a friend. Um, and he was like, yo man, you know, you, you know, we we're talking about this whole yield stuff earlier. We don't need to go through that again, but you know, it was like, yo man, you can invest in this shit coin and you can get, you know, yeah, 7% APY. And I'm like, okay, well that's better than, you know, a bank stock. And it looks like it's going up a lot faster, you know? Um, so maybe I'll dabble in this and then, you know, stake it on Kraken or whatever. Um, so that was kind of my mindset as well. Um, I didn't really understand the whole, you know, inflation of the supply <laughs> being rewarded um, kind of thing. Um, so, yeah, it was a lot about the staking uh, and it was about, um, you know, oh, it's the if it's in the top 20, then it's a it's a decent project. It's like, you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> right. It's yeah. like just because it has money in it, just because it's one of the top ones, um, you should invest in those ones because those are, quote unquote, safer. Right. You know, that that whole thing. God. Um, yeah, I know. And so, um, you know, I, I, I stayed for a while on Kraken. Um, I did that whole spiel. And then um, thankfully I didn't stake ETH because you can't even unstake it. So that was the one thing I was like, you know what? I'm not going to stake my, you know, shitcoin mother asshole ETH. Um, I'm going to, I'm just going to leave it off Kraken. But so, you know, I staked it for probably like, you know, eight months, a year. And at that point, I was like, no, I need to just convert this to Bitcoin and put it in cold storage. I don't fuck exchanges. This is all before all these exchanges went bust, thankfully. Um, I mean, I, it was on Kraken, so it wouldn't have mattered for me anyway. Um, but man, the fees are just ridiculous. Like, I unstaked. And then all of that staking rewards that I basically had for, you know, those past eight months to a year basically got eaten up by me unstaking and then converting to Bitcoin and then paying that Bitcoin fee to send it to my cold storage. And I was like, man, I just paid like 30 bucks in fees or 40 bucks in fees. That was the amount of money I made from staking. You know, it's like, that was just stupid. Like that was literally pointless. Um, so that kind of threw me off a little bit. And then, yeah, just the whole tokenomics thing. Um, as soon as my friend said that, I was like, this sounds like a scam. Like tokenomics, <laughs> like what the fuck does that mean? Um, so I was kind of just, you know, I feel like some people, um, know what they're investing in and they know it's dog shit, but they also know that other people are going to buy it and then they're just going to make money off other people. Right. And it's like, you're not really buying it because you believe in it. You just bought it because you think it's going to go up and you're going to sell it. Um, so I kind of shifted to that mindset and then I was like, you know what, I'm not going to be an asshole and fuck over other people and support these shitty shit coins. Um, you know, I'm just going to sell them all and in, in, into Bitcoin and cold storage and, you know, fuck exchanges. Like I'm not going to touch these anymore. 
Um, so yeah, it, it shifted pretty fast, but um, yeah, it was it was more about initially about that APY, you know, oh, you, you invest this much at the beginning and, you know, in a few years you'll have double the amount or whatever. And it just feels rewarding. You know, you got an email or you could look at your phone and like, oh, wow, I made like 0.1 of this coin today or, you know, whatever, right? Um, just kind of like that feeling of you're getting more, I guess. That's kind of mm. what drew me in. But um, yeah, and you know, the whole diversify thing, you know, oh, you got to diversify because you don't want um, to invest in one thing and then, you know, another go up. So you got to diversify. So, you know, you have this nice fancy pie chart on the Kraken, um, you know, phone app and it, it's, you know, it shows you your sliver of pie for each of your shit coins. So it, you know, it looked nice, you know, it looked very welcoming, warming, you know, it, you seemed like you knew what you're doing. Um, but yeah, in all honesty, it's just all shit, <laughs> but, um, yeah, obviously learned that eventually, but okay, uh, some time. That's interesting. Cause you're more of a techie guy and I want to get into that in a little bit, but none of the, sure. te- like the only reason you were into shit coins was because of the, the fiat gains you were going to make. None of the tech gave you any like, uh, interest at all of any like that's such um, a major push of some of those coins is sure oh the tech is gonna change the world and you being a tech yeah. guy none of that in- intrigued you at all uh well you know of course it did a little bit um you know obviously you know uh, i keep saying eth but i hate saying that word but meth um you know I, yeah people were in it for the tech and it was like this layer we were gonna build everything on and everyone's building i don't know what but they're building something and they're doing, you know, VR on this thing, or you can buy land and all that. So I did, I did buy some of that stuff. I thought that was kind of cool, but then I bought some of that virtual land shit. And I was like, wait, like there is no end to this, right? Like (laughs) they're creating a, like a scarcity of land, you know, in in an abstract of what they want. (laughs) Like it, It doesn't, it takes like two seconds to copy paste and double the amount of space. Like it, it's really, um, not scarce so i was like okay this is kind of bullshit and like you know some people were selling like augmented reality where you could buy like a grocery store close to your local you know you could buy like a square in your city i was like how is this going to work regulation wise obviously it's not so um learn that pretty quick as well um but yeah people were just shoveling a bunch of garbage and, and saying the whole same stuff like oh it's faster cheaper um, oh, you're going to get this or that, and we're going to give you airdrops. And, it, you know, it, it all sounded very similar. It was like, no matter what project you went to, the community, if you ask questions in their Discord group or whatever, was just all saying the same thing. And I was like, okay, something's going on here, because clearly all of these projects cannot promise this and actually fulfill on them, right? Um, so that's kind of where I got the aha moment of this is bullshit. Um, but yeah, it, the, the whole tokenomics thing, I stuck with that a little bit and I was like, well, this one has a little faster, but you know, is a little bit more private or, you know, so, um, it was interesting and yeah, of course I was in it for the quote unquote tech a little bit, but as a, a young guy, just at a fresh out of college, uh, it was more about making money, um, than anything, of course. Fair enough, man. That's cool. Um, yeah. So, okay, I want to I want to touch on this. You're in Canada, you're a young guy. How do you feel about Polivier? How do you feel about politics in general? Are you an anarchist or do you think mm-hmm. like I don't know, man. I've been going back and forth on this cuz sometimes I'll see his videos, I'm like, "Yeah, maybe maybe he can make a change." And then I'm like, "No, stop it. 
politician's back. Right. He's not going to do anything, yeah. you idiot. So where where do yeah. you stand on that? Yeah, good question. Um, I went to see Polyev one time in a local Tahini's, which was kind of fun. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, <laughs> I don't think he realized that it was a a Bitcoin meetup and not like a crypto meetup. So he was like, yeah, we need to separate money from state. And it's like, yeah, we want to, you can use whatever money you want. And it was like, yeah, if you want to buy NFTs, you do that. And everyone's like, oh shit. And he's like, you want to buy Ethereum? Do that. And we're like, what's going on? And he's like, Bitcoin, buy it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I guess. Huh. So I think he's just um, like a crypto enthusiast. He's still a um, I thought he was a, a yeah. Bitcoiner, man. I thought he was a Bitcoiner and just keeping his cards close to his chest. But he's still a right. he's still a crypto guy, and, and that's not and good you news. Know what? Yeah, maybe it was that as a politician, you got to really speak to the masses. Yeah, right? that's so, true. So if you're a Bitcoiner, you are technically cutting yourself off from all of the crypto community, right? Um, so maybe that was kind of his um, campaign strategy was to kind of be more inclusive that way. Um, I think it backfired a little bit because it kind of show, show, showed his hand a little bit in the sense mm -hmm. that I don't think he exactly knows what Bitcoin is and how it's different. Um, but that could just be maybe something that I've... I only saw him once, so I mean, it's I don't know if that's his whole stance. Um, but yeah, for the whole politics thing in general, I like talking about it and happy to um, discuss. Um, but, you know, I don't think voting really does anything. I don't... <laughs> if If... If voting worked, if, if if voting actually made change in our world, they wouldn't let us do it, right? <laughs> that's a good um, you know, yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of my take on it. So I, I do think our world's a little bit of bullshit, and voting's bullshit, and politics suck. Um, but you know, I will choose the lesser of two evils at some point, I guess, um, if I have to, right? If he's really advocating for Bitcoin, um, you know, uh, maybe I'll consider voting for him. Um, but I'm not like, yeah, too po politicky. Um, I, mm -hmm. I love to be devil's advocate though. So whatever someone wants to bring it up, I'm happy to talk about it and take the op opposing view. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't really focus on it too much. Um, you know, Trudeau's a, you know, he can go fuck himself, <laughs> yeah. but, um, you know, freezing bank accounts, definitely not cool. Um, so I, I always love to bring that up and I love to talk about the trucker pro protests and, Unfortunately, I wasn't there, um, but um, was a supporter on the sidelines. <laughs> right on, man. That's cool that you met yeah. Polyev and that he, he said that. That's interesting, man. That's mm, something that yeah. uh, more Bitcoiners should talk about because he's, he's an interesting character, man. Like, I, I've talked to quite a few people. I'm like, listen, he'll have some really good speeches where he lays out, like, the history of money and all this shit. I'm like, Polyev's mm. dropping facts here. But uh, if he hasn't made the connection between the difference of Bitcoin and all the cryptos, man, that that's yeah so frustrating yeah. but yeah it's just, the yeah it's the lesser like, of yeah go oh sorry go ahead uh no, no. lesser of two evils you're saying yeah i'm just saying making that choice is what people have done for forever and yeah. it's just like we're stuck in that situation again it's like man this is fucking always brutal. man red versus blue you know i i do think that you know uh it's it's two wings of the same bird right they're still regardless of who's in control they're trying to control you take your money and take your time um you know they might be on your side you know temporarily but ultimately you know centralization leads to more centralization right um <laughs> there's no way around it unfortunately so um and you know i just think you got to take everything with a grain of salt right um again you know if you want votes then you have to appeal to everyone so that might have been his campaign model um, strategy 
in a sense. Maybe he's more of a Bitcoiner than I think, um, but he's just trying to appeal to as many people as possible and get into the house or, in, uh, you know, get voted in for prime minister. Mm-hmm. Um, so stuff like that. But, you know, I think everything should be taken with a grain of salt and, um, you know, slay your heroes a little bit, right? You know, it's, it's nice to look up to people sometimes, but everyone's human. Um, they're not perfect. Um, and everyone's going to make mistakes. So um, putting people on a pedestal um, is not my forte. Right on. Yeah, I agree with you. All right, yeah. man. Um, you have a firsthand account, firsthand look at uh, Compass Mining, how it worked and what it was. Can you just tell me all about everything in that situation right. and how it worked out for you? Yeah, yeah. Um, from, you know, start I, I from think... the beginning and just tell me, tell sure. me what went down. Yeah, so uh, when Bitcoin was around 30k, um, you know, we went to 62, and then we dropped down to 30k in that summer, um, I believe in July or uh, end of June. Um, a lot of people uh, on Spaces, and Spaces I think was a little was pretty new at that time. Um, it might have been say five months old, so still pretty new. Obviously, it's still new now, but it was a lot newer then. Um, they were talking about hosting mining, right? It's like, hey, you know, you don't want to mine at your house. So let this company host your miner for you. You buy the miner and then you pay them an electricity bill. Um, so for the first year, I was paying six cents per kilowatt hour, where if I wanted to mine at home, it would have cost me between 12 and you know 16 cents per kilowatt hour. So I was like, okay, heck yeah, um, I'm going to do this. So I bought a miner. Um, you know, I bought it for 7,900 um, <laughs> and now they're about 2,400. So um, you know, I'm not perfect either. I definitely make mistakes and I'm still, uh, you know, raking back some of that Bitcoin that I bought uh, or I, I used to buy it. Um, but um, yeah, I bought it for $7,900, um, bought it in July, and then they had a few delays because everyone was wanting to buy a miner at that time. It was like a rush. Um, thankfully, I got in um, quickly. So hmm. mine went online in November of um, not last year, but the year before. And um, it was it was fully operational for about nine months, um, and I was paying you know, 150, 140 bucks a month um, for electricity, and I was making like you know, um, at 69k I was making you know double that, uh, you know, I was making a lot more than I was paying for. Let's be real. Um, and then you know, Bitcoin started to go down, you know, hash rate started to go up, so I was making less Bitcoin, and then technically um, less in fiat terms, which you know doesn't matter too much to me. I'm not like, um, you know, I only have like a few miners, so it's not like I'm <laughs> breaking the bank or anything. Um, but I wanted that non-KYC Bitcoin. I wanted to have some fresh, freshly minted um, Coinbase Bitcoin, basically. Um, so that was kind of the appeal for me um, because, you know, ATMs and stuff were like 15%. So I was like, uh, like, I don't know. I don't think I want to, to, to pay that premium. So I'm going to buy a Bitcoin miner, make a little profit on it and maybe sell it next uh, next bull run. And then maybe I'll use that for a down payment on a house or something like that. You know what I mean? Um, so yeah, so did I've been still it's still running um, for about five months. It was offline. Um, they said it was a uh, I don't know something broke on it. I was like, you know, it it was only been running for say eight nine months. So why did something break on it already? Mm-hmm. Um, so they they fixed it. Took about five months. They gave me credits or compass credits or whatever and. Um, so I saved a bit of money there, I guess, but obviously it wasn't mining at the time. So it wasn't, you know, generating Bitcoin. So, you know, do as you wish with that. But 
Um, I definitely think I'm pretty fortunate in the whole compass fiasco, and I'm still mining with them regardless of uh, how risky it is. Um, you know, if if the miner goes down, I lose my 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 miner, and it's not the end of the world. I still have all my Bitcoin that I mine, so I'm not not like crying over it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But um, but yeah, no, it's again very thankful, and you know, it's given me the opportunity to mine. Um, but obviously, they've fucked up a lot, and you know, the Russian miners uh, got screwed. Um, a bunch of new like mining contracts have not been fulfilled yet, um, and that's partially because of um, you know nations and legislation that have actually paused um, new energy contracts for Bitcoin miners. Um, so that it's a little bit out of their hands, but also you know I don't think they were very prepared. I just think they um, started, they sold a bunch of miners, weren't ready for the amount of demand that they got, and then and then really pushed everything back and delayed everything while other miners were coming back online or coming online. And then, you know, people started mining a year later when the hash rate was twice the height or twice the difficulty. And they're like, I'm mining break even right now. Like, how am I supposed to pay for this miner if I'm only, you know, making break even? So um, that definitely sucked for some people. Um, But I got in, thankfully, a little bit earlier and I I squeaked in a little bit. So, you know, I've, I've basically made back what I paid for it, but, you know, obviously I'm still paying um, an energy bill every month. So um, that is a, a, a technical loss, but again, non-KYC, if, you know, if you believe in that, um, you know, it's just freshly minted, you know, less of a, a trail on that Bitcoin. And um, I just wanted to mine. I just wanted to learn how to do it. Uh, maybe not learn how to do it, but I wanted to experience it, I guess. I have an, I have an S9 at home that I uh, run mm-hmm. sometimes for fun to learn. Um, but yeah, I just, you know, I live in an apartment, you know, I live with my girlfriend, I didn't have the space for it. So I thought it was good. Um, so, you know, it is what it is. So how did they, how do you confirm that your, your machine is there? Do they send you a picture and like, here's your machine, Hoddle D it's running here. Well, how do they do that? How Um, do you know? Yeah. So, (laughs) um, well, like you give them some pool information, right? I run with brains. Um, they're uh, awesome. So, um, but they take a 2% fee, but you know, it's non KYC. If you want to go with like, um, other pools like ant pool, it's KYC, which is kind of like, what's the point of mining if you're KYCing, but mm-hmm. nonetheless, uh, happy to pay a little bit extra in a fee for, you know, um, a, a cool or a good, you know, Bitcoin pool. Um, but, um, yeah, so you give them the pool information and then they hook it up and then it, you see it on your dashboard and it says what your hash rate is and everything like that. Um, so, you know, it's running, um, you don't really, like, you kind of know where it is. Um, you know, mine's in Manitoba. Um, I don't have no idea where in Manitoba, um, or what facility or whatever. It's just, they say it's in Manitoba at site four, whatever that means. Right. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and it's running. So it's a lot of trust, you know, I, I will admit, um, it, you know, I wish it was a little smoother of a process and, you know, I wish I had more, um, guarantees quote unquote but um it's running so that's all that matters and once once like once you once your um miner in the pool mines a mines a block and you are start starting to get those rewards they can't take that from you right it's like it's in your pool um you control your account in that pool um so there's nothing they can do it's just like if they turn it off then then I'm going to be like, what the fuck, right? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, are you gonna, what are you going to do? Yeah. Um, there's not really too much recourse in, in that sense. But if you pay your electricity bill, um, they keep it online and hopefully it keeps hashing. So 
Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So yeah, we had Alex Leishman on a couple of weeks ago and at river they're okay. they're starting hosted mining as well. And because of all the, well, I'm kind of like that. Don't give your money to anybody just to hold Bitcoin and that's it. But obviously some people want to try some of these things. So would you recommend people like given your experience that you've had with them now, would you recommend mm. the idea of hosted mining or since you, you have an S9 at home, would you more recommend people just if you want to fuck around with mining, actually get yourself a machine, recognize right. that you're going to take the take the loss on the overall price probably but at least you actually learn how to mine rather than just sending money to a company and then right. sending you sats back well, what where would you direct people given all the experience you've had yeah um it just depends on what you want to do so if you want to make like a lot of bitcoin obviously you're going to want like a few miners and you're going to want an s like a few s19s right and those are like uh, those will run you $2,500 US each, and you know that will run you at a household like $200, $250, maybe $300 a month um, just to run them. Hmm. So, uh, it, like, I don't, yeah, it's it's a toss up because obviously, if you want to learn how how to mine, get an S9. Uh, it costs you maybe 50 to 80 bucks a month. Still, you know, still a decent amount of money. Um, but it's a lot cheaper than an S19, um, a lot less, um, you know, like, like some people, um, like you, you need to, you need to have a outlet that can run an S19. Uh, I believe it's a 240 watt. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like a, it's like a, uh, laundry, um, laundry outlet or like, um, your oven, uh, yeah, outlet. one of the electric. So, ovens. yeah. So, you know, a lot of people, yeah, yeah. So a lot of people. Um, can't do that, right? They they can't like just rewire the house real quick. Um, they have to buy, you know, they have to pay an electrician to do that, and it's a lot of costs. So I, I would start with an S9, learn it, um, learn how to hook it up, and you know, do all that. You know, you can even learn how to overclock, underclock, um, stuff like that to kind of um, you know either bring your energy bill down or um, you know get more Bitcoin out of more bang for your buck kind of thing. Um, and then if you really want, then maybe consider getting like, you know, a black box from blocks. Um, what is it? Upstream Blocked, data. Upstream. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Upstream data. And then, you know, maybe put two S19s in there and, and, and give it a go if you're um, a little bit more advanced, but definitely start with an S9, obviously. Um, if you're, you're looking to, you know, mine the most amount of Bitcoin for the cheapest amount of electricity cost, um, hosting might be a consideration for you. Um, but just know that it does come with a lot of trade-offs that um, are similar to the fiat system, right? Like um, a lot of a lot of counterparty risk, um, a lot of trust in other people, third parties, stuff like that. So just you know, if you're going to host, make sure you know what you're getting yourself into. I guess that's all I would say. Because um, right now, like um, you know, I'm mining quote unquote profitably. You know, I'm making thirty bucks a month right now, probably. Um, per S19, but that doesn't include the cost of how much the miner costs in the first place, right? Um, so something to think about. But again, it's not like for me, I'm not looking to make uh, a profit in fiat because I know in 10 years it's not going to matter, right? Um, the Bitcoin that I'm mining uh, every month is going to be worth 10x, 20x uh, down the road. That's probably bearish. I was going to say um, fucking bears on yeah. our show again. Here we go. I know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I try and, you know, I try to be modest, try to be modest. Um, but yeah, right. Like it's not going to matter. 
Um, but you know, it's, it's also opportunity cost, right? Instead of buying that miner, maybe you could have bought a quarter Bitcoin, um, with that amount of money that you would have, you know, put allocated towards that miner, um, that only mines you, you know, 0.15 Bitcoin a year. And then you have the halving coming up in a year, and then you're going to get half the amount of <laughs> rewards, right? Like, you know, so, um, I think it is going to be, uh, it's going to get harder for, um, home miners to mine profitably. But if you're doing it as a hobby and, you know, you have an S19 or an S9 um, and just want to learn, uh, there's nothing wrong with that. But it just depends on your goals. Why do you think the hash rate's going up? So, see, this is, this is the paradox because it's like m yeah. mining at home is going to become more difficult. And yet the hash rate is like, I don't know, I think I saw somebody say it's at another all-time high just a couple days ago or something. So what does that mean? Does it mean that there's more centralized major companies mining or does it mean that there's just a fuck ton more home miners coming online like what's going on there what do you think um yeah i would say that there's probably more um miners like uh centralized big companies right they're gonna have the um you know the the money to <laughs> to afford you know ten thousand racked miners and mm -hmm. obviously that's gonna push the hash rate up a lot more than a few um plebs putting in plugging in some s9s it could be a little bit of both for sure, um, but I think um, there's definitely a lot of people, like I was saying earlier, um, there's a lot of contracts and things that people have bought um, in the past like two years that haven't even come back on, come online yet. Like it's, it's like, oh, you want to buy a miner right now? Okay, it needs to ship to you. You need to, you know, build out the infrastructure for this. Oh, sorry, we don't have enough rack space for you. You got to build your own facility now. Um, stuff like that. So all these contracts that have been bought previously um, are just being pushed and delayed. Um, just like, you know, the whole COVID thing, right? Oh, supply chains are slow. Uh, things are, you know, taking longer to get here. Um, so I think that's really happening in the space right now. And especially big investors with millions of dollars that have, you know, massive warehouses ready to um, pop in these miners are getting frustrated because, um, you know, they, they wanted these miners in you know, online last year, but now they're just coming online now. Um, so that does put some people, um, you know, especially if they leveraged up or they got a loan for, you know, a Bitcoin mining site or whatever, um, might be in a sticky situation for them. Um, but yeah, I just think it's just a lot of miners coming online that were promised last year and then they're finally coming online now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. That That's something that seems to happen every cycle, too. If you go back in time and you look at like the 2013s and shit, you see there's a bunch of people that bought all these miners and then they didn't get them online mm -hmm. in time and then they became uh, worthless. And it just seems like that's something that's going to keep on happening where we might always be delayed. Like maybe the hash rate will just always be delayed because people are going to keep buying systems in the bull markets and then they're not going to get there. And then in the bear markets, they're going to turn them all on. And then you're going to see right. that it's just uh, it's another part of the cycle that's just kind of fascinating to watch. So it's hard. It's hard being just a, a regular pleb trying to think, OK, obviously, I'm going to be buying Bitcoin. Do I want to get into mining? What's the best what's the best avenue to go down? And see, there, right. there's a lot of ways to go. And yeah, I think I think your answer is correct. It's just you got to balance out what you're actually wanting to do, what you're looking for. Are you just looking to learn how the system works? Or are you looking to make money? Or are you looking to just get KYC free sats? Mm -hmm. there, there's a lot, there's a lot to consider there. So yeah, fair yeah, answer. Definitely a lot to consider. And um, you know, it, it just depends on, you know, if you can even just buy Bitcoin at this price um, for cheaper or not, right? Like it's like, Oh, I can buy a miner for 
um, 0.2 Bitcoin, but with that same amount of money, um, I can buy 0.3 Bitcoin. And it's like, am I going to be able to make back that Bitcoin that I, you know, like your your uh, co- your, your cost benefit ratio, I guess there, mm-hmm. and whether you just buy Bitcoin and put it in cold storage or you buy a miner and then let it, you know, create that revenue, quote unquote, for you. Um, so it definitely is a toss up. I would argue that if you're not um, getting energy for less than eight cents, um, it's better to um, just buy Bitcoin. But <laughs> that might be an unpopular opinion. Um, but, you know, yeah, I agree. Tough. I agree there. OK, right on. Yeah. Um, let's talk about CoinKite for a bit. Um, what what do you do there? <laughs> let's start there. What's your job? <laughs> yeah, good question. Yeah. So uh, I'm uh, the support specialist at CoinKite. Um, anything in regards to, you know, customer support. So, um, I run their email. So like, uh, email tickets, um, you have a issue with, um, an order, um, FedEx or DHL lost your package. I'm the guy that has to go find it. Not actually physically, but got to call them and be like, Hey, like, where's this customer's package? Like it should have been arriving like last month or not last month, but like last week or mm-hmm. something like that. Um, that's, that's me. Um, any Bitcoin related basic questions, like how do I get my money from Coinbase to, uh, the cold card? Um, I basically send them some documents or a YouTube video on how to do that. Um, migrating from ledger Trezor to cold card, send them some videos, some tips, tricks, stuff like that. Um, I also am pretty active on Twitter, as you know, um, we host spaces, you know, once in a while, I'm not really, um, we don't have like a set schedule. Um, but, um, you know, host some, you know, self-custody spaces, uh, hop on, you know, toxic happy hour with Pubby and Anders or, you know, talk on cafe Bitcoin, stuff like that. Um, just getting the message out about CoinKite, And so, you know, it's, it's a little bit of marketing, um, but it's also a lot of customer support stuff. And we have a telegram group that I run as well. And basically anything from shipping to orders to basic Bitcoin questions. I, I get to orange people, uh, orange pill people uh for a living so pretty Hmm. happy (laughs) that's a good way to look at it man okay so okay uh you send people links and stuff so your actual understanding of how bitcoin works the technicals behind it and everything would are you like an expert in that or or you said a couple times you just kind of do the basic the basic questions where where do you consider Um, yourself as far as how understanding of of the bitcoin network and the, the real technicals behind it yeah, um, I would say, you know, I'm, I'm still pretty young. I got lots of reading to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not um, a complete quote unquote expert, um, but I know how to hold a conversation about Bitcoin and um, know how to rebuttal BSVers on why BTC <laughs> is better than BSV. You know, like uh, I'm not, um, you know, I'm dumb, but um, yeah, there's definitely a lot of smarter people um, in terms of like coding and and what's going on on you know like a protocol level via okay. GitHub and Bitcoin, Bitcoin co, uh, sorry Bitcoin Core stuff like that. Um, you know I run my own node. Uh, I'm I'm learning all that stuff. Um, but I basically specialize obviously in our products. So okay. um, everything about Cold Card I know. Um, and it's not just sending the links. It's kind of like helping the customer understand why a specific thing is the you know the it's like oh like what's this dice roll thing about? It's like, okay, well, you can roll dice yourself or you can let the device generate your entropy for you for your wallet or whatever. It's like, well, you know, um, dice is better than letting the, the, you know, the device do it itself because you're manually doing the 
the creating of this of the um, wallet so um it's it's more on you rather than trusting the device or like stuff like that but um yeah it, you know most of my job is basic but it's important for me to know obviously the advanced features of our products as well <laughs> right so when when people ask obviously i have to know Okay. So then, yeah. yeah. Okay. My, one of my questions was just, uh, what was like, what's one of the easiest support questions you get? And then what's some of the most difficult support questions you get? Cause I mean, sure. the shit you guys sell is pretty technical. If you just jump into it and you don't know what you're getting into, do you have people calling you with like super technical questions and you're just like, Oh shit, I don't know the answer to that. Right. So yeah, I won't bullshit you. Obviously. Um, if I don't know, if I don't know an answer to something, I'll, I'll ask, um, NVK, or um, you know um, our dev team um, right that works works on the stuff. Um, like I said, you know I'm I try my best to answer every question, but I'm not um, I'm not perfect either, right? So um, we have a team that um, if I need to ask a question or need some help, they're always happy to help me. So um, it's definitely a team team effort for sure, not just uh, not just a one man band. But uh, in terms of yeah, easy questions, uh, it's like hey, I just bought um, this tap signer, like. How do I use it? What is it for? I'm like, okay, well, here's Nunchuck. It's a wallet. Um, it's an iPhone app. You can tap your tap signer and set it up that way. It's like a hardware wallet in your, in your wallet. Um, you know, budget friendly, stuff like that. Um, just kind of go through that with them and um, answer any questions there. Um, or they're like, hey, I just got this cold card. Um, what do I do now? <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, here's the, here's the document. If you're more of a visual person, Here's our YouTube um, links, or you know, if you're stuck on a specific thing like adding a passphrase, like hey, like I'm trying to add my passphrase, but it's not working, or I don't know how to do it. Like, can you give me a step-by-step -step guide? So I'll do, um, I'll I'll give them like you know five steps on how to access that um, you know thing on the cold card and and apply it or or stuff like that. But um, yeah, um, that's pretty basic stuff. And again, you know, how to transfer you know Bitcoin from Coinbase to the cold card or another basic one is like, Hey, like I can't see my Bitcoin on the cold card. And it was like, okay, well, yeah, you can't see it because it's fully offline. You know, it's not connected to internet. Um, so that's why you export that skeleton file or skeleton wallet file um, and view it on Sparrow or Electrum or whatever. And then have to kind of explain what a software wallet is compared to like a hardware wallet and how they interact and, stuff like that yeah right on okay that's cool man um yeah. what are how much what's your favorite product at coin kite I, I i want it all i'm just like shit man uh is yeah. there and is there are you guys gonna i just want a block clock and they're they're still too expensive for me is there any like what what's the block clock the mini ones the new one that just came out right yeah, so uh, there's a block, actually, there's a block clock mini, which is the regular size, and then there's a block clock micro. Micro, is, that's right. Yeah, yeah. So that's the desk, like the desk one, um, and it still uses that, like, um, you know, that that ink, that basically, um, it's kind of like uh, those old, uh, I don't know what they're called, with the little um, joysticks where you can um, basically draw, anyway, like an etch sketch. But oh, yeah, yeah, you know, okay, it's right, cool. It's similar to that, but um, yeah, no, they're they're really cool. And Block Clock Micro is a lot more budget friendly. Yeah, it's about 150 bucks, I think, um, rather than 399. Yeah, that's so the bad. mini. Yeah, obviously they are a little pricey, but they look really good on your wall. 
and um you know i'm sure we can get you one someday i want to you know no, this is the fucking question i wanted to ask and i want i should have nvk to ask him directly but what's stopping him from just and maybe you don't have the answer to this but just taking the the software whatever it is that's running on the block clock plopping that onto an app so i can just click block clock on my phone and it just becomes a phone and i can right. prop it up and then I, it, it acts like a block clock is that something he's looking into doing or is there a yeah. reason he can't because i think that'd be fucking awesome right i've i've heard that before and i think that's a good question i personally don't know the answer to that but i will maybe get back to you on that because that yeah, it's, it's a cool idea and i think um Obviously, people want it slash would like that. So I would pay nine ninety nine for that. I would send sats for that. There you app. go. And I've never bought an app in my life. I don't think, but I think there you that'd go. Be sick. I'll, I'll let them know. I'll let them know. Right on, dude. Okay. Uh, yeah. What other questions do we have here? Doug, you have any questions for Hoddle D? Yeah, I guess seeing <laughs> as how I got you here, yeah. um, <laughs> I have I have a cold card. Okay. Um, so the question I have for you. This is totally a technical question. Um, right. It's got KYC crap on it, and sure. I am gonna I'm gonna start doing non KYC purchases. Do I have to get a whole new cold card in order to uh, not mix the two, or like do I just use right. a different software wallet? Or right. So are you saying like you want to separate your KYC from your non KYC? Yes, and kind I of don't... have two wallets. Correct. Okay. Well, you have two options uh well more than two options but the two options i would recommend is um one you could just set a new passphrase so like a 25th word or you know a string of words whatever you want um basically it's it it goes on top of your 24 words uh are you guys familiar with passphrase or yeah 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 Yeah. so i mean like right you could do um what's an example you know password one as your passphrase for your kyc or you know you you just have your your 24 words um you know your regular wallet you could have that for your uh for your kyc and then you put pass password two, apply and then now you're accessing a different wallet um and then you could put your non-kyc in there um and then so they're okay. completely separate and you could still use the same cold card and you don't have to buy another one really um interesting yeah. Is there so, a yeah? Is there an Sorry, FAQ on that or something? Uh, like... Yeah, I can send you. Yeah, I'll send you a link. Yeah, no problem. Okay. Either that, um, I'll just call you because you know you're the guy to yeah. call, so it works out. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been always I, open, I, man. I have I have like three different um, you know KYC wallets on it, mm -hmm. so I understood the multiple wallet kind of premise that CoinKite or uh, the cold card can give you, yep. but. Uh, like I said, all of that stuff is KYC. You know, I have like some for my kids and whatever. Right. And all of it's KYC, but I've been really like looking at like RoboSats and stuff like that. And I really want to start mm -hmm. getting into that kind of thing. So yeah. I don't yeah, I, I don't want yeah. the mix because then that kind of defeats the purpose, right? So Yeah. Yeah, that's right. And I mean you could also with proper UTXO management, you could put them all in the same wallet as long as you label them and don't like combine UTXOs to spend. So say like you bought 0.05 um, non-KYC Bitcoin and sent to an address, you'd label that address non-KYC or whatever, or you know, where, wherever mm -hmm. it's from or whatever label. And then as long as you're not spending it within this, you know, you're not combining UTXOs to spend to buy a house or buy a car or whatever you want to buy, um, you, that will still be non-KYC. 
Um, but it, you just have to be careful with, you know, obviously not mixing those two um, coins together and, you know, spending them. So the better move, together. because I am not technically savvy, like I understood about 75% right. of what you just said, no uh, <laughs> is to set up a secondary password is what you're saying or a secondary uh, yeah, passphrase. So yeah, secondary passphrase. Um, you uh, on the if you have a MK4 right under ready to sign, it'll say passphrase, uh -huh. um, and then you can just enter a new one there. Um, or um, what you can also look into, um, it's a little bit more technical. Um, it's called BIP85, where okay. um, you have like your master seed, which is um, you know your 24 words, and then basically the device derives um, another wallet from that with an index. So like there's like uh, you say, you know, derive BIP85 wallet, you click that, it says, okay, you know, what index do you want to use? So you can click, you know, one, two, three, four, five, all the way up to 10,000. So as long as you know the number of the index, then you can get back to that wallet whenever you want. So um, example, you want to um, have some funds for your kid um, when they're 18. So, but you don't want to write down another seed word. So you derive a wallet for them. You know, you pick index one for Johnny and index two for Sally. And you, um, it, it'll, it'll spit out uh, words for you. You can either write them down if you want. Um, you can't get back to your original seed from the bottom up, but you can always, from your master seed, get back down to those child seeds, if that makes sense. Does that, yeah, that kind of okay, make sense? Yeah, okay, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or so what you're saying, what you're saying is I could either use basically what we'll call, I'll, I'll call like the master seed phrase to get to Johnny or Sally's or Johnny and Sally's will then have their own seed phrases generated. Yeah, they will, but you just don't have to write them down because you'll always have your master. So you'll just okay. have to go back to your cold card and then you'll do drive, you know, seed again, bit 85, and then you click, you know, two for Sally. And then, then you can spend from Sally's wallet because you've indexed to that wallet. Like it, it's like the passphrase, right? You put in a passphrase, you apply, mm -hmm. you're, you're okay. in a new wallet. So you can okay. always, from the top down from your master, get to the child seeds. Say like, say like you gave Sally those words and she lost the words, right? Now you have a backup still that you can recover um, her funds still for her. So in case oh, she loses cool. her seed words or something like that. Yeah, something to, something cool. to think about. Okay. Um, the only thing is you can't derive your seed back from Sally's, right? So if you, right. if you have Sally's words, you can't get back to your master seed, but you can always get back to Sally's from your master. Which, yeah, which makes sense. Yeah. That does make sense. Yeah. So yeah, another exactly. question for you then, um, mm -hmm. seeing as how you're so involved in this, what is your preferred or recommended uh, uh, software wallet? Like what, mm. what works best with cold card or what do you think sure. you like best in terms of UX or whatever? Yeah. Um, I love Sparrow. Sparrow is my favorite. Um, okay. I'm like I said, you know, I'm a big PC guy, so I'm happy to have a software wallet on my PC. Um, I find it just really easy for uh, one creating a partially signed Bitcoin transaction. So, um, just to create and send funds. Um, it's just super easy. Um, I know people like Electrum, um, but I just find it's kind of like Windows Vista. It's just a little outdated. Um, it looks old. <laughs> it doesn't like look new. Um, and that's fine. You know, it's, everyone has their own preference. Um, you know, Sparrow, you can coin join if you want. Um, that's an option. Um, you know, it just keeps track very nicely and you can label everything. And um, yeah, it's just very friendly. Um, and if you really want, you can plug in your cold card and sign that way too. 
Um, I obviously prefer um, AirGap like uh, with micro SD. Mm -hmm. Um, but yep. yeah, like, you know, obviously with a phone wallet, it's harder to like transfer that PSBT back and forth and like sign it and then, you know, download it back onto your um, phone. Whereas with a PC, right, you just have a USB uh, adapter to SD card and then you just chuck it in there and then just broadcast or right. you know, whatever. So, yeah. 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 I think I'm using, I think I'm using Samurai and I have to go back and check. Okay. I, it's, it's yeah. I, I only use it for my cold storage. I don't, I'm not using it for like, I have, I have you know phone wallets that are used for hot stuff but mm -hmm. uh so i think i'm using samurai but i thought yeah. i heard something bad about them or something and so um i know wasabi has gotten a, a bit of slack oh, yeah maybe that was um it. maybe that yeah was i don't it. know i don't know exactly what the fud was about um but i don't know i think um also like it's really important if something to consider if you guys run nodes to um instead of using like a public node that's that they just kind of have set for you on a software it's always nice to run your own node and then um, pull data from your own node rather than pulling it from a third party. Because technically that third party, if you're pulling data from a third party, then they can technically trace that and then and then um, write that down or you know save that data. So you're basically exposing your, your XPUB, your, your public key. Mm -hmm. So if you have um, a node, um, like a little Raspberry Pi or even just a, a, an old laptop, um, running Bitcoin Core, you can connect Sparrow or or Wasabi or Samurai um, to your own software, uh, to your own uh, sorry node, and then you, yeah, like I said, you're pulling your own data um, from your. Oh, local okay, yeah, because I so I am running an unroll, yourself. so yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's good to know. Okay, yeah, definitely something to consider. And I'm not saying they are going to dox you. I'm just saying that you know it's just an it's just an attack vector that you don't need yeah. to expose yourself yeah well exactly no, right if you're using a public you're using a public node um they're running it you don't know if they're you know um saving that data or not um and you know linking you and your xpub to your ip address you know just stuff like that right um, okay. i don't know for certain but it's just a good security um preference Good to know. So, Thank you, sir. So you can yeah. you, you can use a cold card. You don't need a node set up to use a cold card. Then you could technically just use one of those those programs, yeah. and you'd still be able to uh, make your cold 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 card yeah. work without an without your own node. Yes, of course. Yeah, yeah. So you oh, can use your like yeah. You can use their public servers, but again, like you just don't know what yeah. records they're saving. So um, it's always better to use your own node. Um, but you know it's. Yeah. You don't have to. It's not yeah. necessary. Okay. Yeah. One last question for you. This is uh, you're yep. gonna feel like you're at work here, but show yeah, no worries. <laughs> sh show me the show me the Sats card, man. What is it? What does it do? Yeah. And why do I want one? Oh yeah, I love the Sats card. You're, you actually asked earlier about what's your favorite product, and I didn't okay. get to it, and it was like, oh, the Sats card. Um. So yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Open Dime, but um, Open Dime basically makes um, Bitcoin a bearer ass uh, bearer instrument. So I can hand you a USB stick and say, here is one Bitcoin. Um, and then you can basically plug it into your computer or you can plug it into your block clock, actually. Um, and you can, one, confirm that the um, address that holds the funds is sealed. Therefore, I can't spend that Bitcoin. Um, and two, you can verify that there is one Bitcoin on, <laughs> on that address. Um, so the SAS card is just an upgrade of the open dime and uh, it's in card format. It has a little chip um, and runs uh, similar uh, firmware. Um, so basically you load it up. Um, there's 10 slots. So the first slot, it, it, there's a, a QR code in the back. Um, so technically um, as a 
um, manufacturer, like obviously we're not checking every single um, QR code on the back and like recording it, but technically you don't know that, right? So, um, you know, I would recommend just starting with the second um, slot if you're really paranoid about us knowing um, if you have funds in that address or not, um, something to think about. Um, but 10 slots, um, the first is fully sealed. We don't know the private key. No one knows a private key. You can put funds in there guaranteed. It's like a, it's like a, a gift card, right? You load the gift card up. Um, if you lose the gift card, you're screwed. <laughs> so something to think about. Um, don't lose it, obviously, if you load funds on it. Um, but yeah, the best part is like I can use it as cash. So I could have like 10 cards in my pocket, each, each have a specific amount of Bitcoin. And if I want to buy something, I could just hand them the card and it can, it can be a fully offline, um, off-chain transaction that not even the Bitcoin network knows about because I preloaded it and I can, you know, give it to Jimmy um, because I bought a coffee from him and then he can give that to someone else because he wanted a donut and, uh, you know, someone bought some beef with it. Um, so it's like fully offline. It's just a totally different way of doing Bitcoin um, because it's like a bearer instrument. And it's not like, oh, I have to wait 10 minutes for um, a base layer transaction um, to be to be spending my Bitcoin on L1. So uh, how, do you, it. how do you verify? Yeah. yeah. So uh, so how do you verify that? Um, like so so you and I, we go off for coffee. I'm like, hey, man, I got mm-hmm. uh, I got 10. I got ten dollars worth of coin on here. You know, yep. and by the way, I'm looking at the site right now. They're like a whole yep. bunch of different like. Uh, prints on them, like uh, yeah. you got the little hodler and the midget, you know, magic internet money wizard, and like all sorts yeah, of shit. Yeah. That now I, <laughs> I didn't even know this existed, and now I freaking want. <laughs> I know, right? Oh yeah, <laughs> but so no, we gotta collect them all, right? <laughs> no, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. But like, like the how do you? Ve- so like, yeah. So so I say, hey, you know, D, I have, uh, I got ten bucks on here. You cover my coffee, and then right. uh, I'll just give this to you. Like, how do you? Is there a way to verify that quickly, or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like, obviously uh, you'll have to download an app. I mean, um, most people can download an app, no problem. Um, so you just have to download Nunchuck. I mean, you can do it through CLI code um, on your computer, um, like command line. Um, but that's obviously a little bit more techy and less user friendly. So um, just in, you, as long as you have nun, uh, Nunchuck IO, you can scan it. It will show you the balance and it will say if it's sealed or unsealed. And as long as it's sealed, um, you can basically give it to the person, and and that person will know that you can't spend it. It's impossible. But if it's unsealed, um, then obviously they can spend it because they know the private key, technically. Um, so then you would just um, make a new slot. You basically derive some more entropy, um, create a new slot, put some more funds on it, and then it's sealed again. And then you just give it to someone else. Yeah. And you can do this on block clock too. Like you can actually like, oh, sorry, I guess with the SATS card you can't, but with the open dime, you can actually plug it into the block clock and it'll show you um, if it's sealed or unsealed and how much is actually on it, which is kind of cool. That's an, so, and Jeff, yeah. apparently you can get your own brand logo on these things. That's right. Know. So I'm thinking why Bitcoin has its own its own SATS card, baby. SATS cards gives away. Snap. That's no, this. Right, you know what's crazy about this is when I was look thinking about when I was thinking about Bitcoin that one time. <laughs> that's never ended since I started. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, people ask, how can you give Bitcoin away in a physical way? And I realized, okay, mm-hmm. if you, if I write down twelve, if I generate a wallet, and then I write down, well, and then I put Bitcoin in there, and then I write down those words, mm-hmm. I have that wallet. I could literally just give those words to whoever else. 
And then that's basically me giving them Bitcoin. The only problem with it was that they wouldn't be able to verify it unless they checked it. This is literally that idea just working well. So the next time somebody asks me, oh, well, what if the internet goes offline? Or what about this or that? Or uh, you can't hold Bitcoin. It's like Sats card fixes this, basically. Is, is that what you're telling me here? This seems like an yeah, extremely I mean, good idea. Right. And I, I just, I really would emphasize the off chain part, right? It's like, I want to make a transaction without waiting 10 minutes and I want to do it on the base layer and I don't want to use lightning. It's like, okay, you can just give them uh, a tap signer. Obviously, you know, it, it's very new. So it's going to be hard to, to kind of re to kind of know what the use cases long-term will be. Um, but I mean, like, if you had a stack of sats cards, you could literally use them as poker chips and you could be playing poker with like real Bitcoin. And then at the end, you just, you know, you win a bunch of Bitcoin physically in your hand, which, you know, I don't know if that's a, um, ideal or not, but it's, it's definitely an interesting use case. Um, cool. but, um, yeah, I just like the offline part, right. You know, you want to, you want to, um, meet up for a peer to peer, um, Bitcoin transaction and you want to give cash for say non KYC Bitcoin. Uh, you give him cash. He, you tap the t uh, Sats card. You verify the amount is on there that you're paying for, and you swap right there. And you don't have to like wait ten minutes or like you know hang around. You just you're good. You're done. And then you know you'll have to you know if you want to you know, spend that to your wallet, you'll have to um, do an on-chain transaction, obviously, um, if you want to uh, do that. Or you can pass it on to the next person or give it as a wedding gift or you know whatever you want. And it's Obviously, um, Open Dimes are known for their wedding gift um, kind of material. So um, a gift card is a lot easier to give in a in a in a you know a paper card rather than like a USB stick, mm -hmm. right? It's a lot it's a lot more user friendly, um, definitely more convenient for people um, because USB sticks are a little less reliable. You know, it has like a kind of a tiny motherboard on it, and um, you know um, things can go awry. Whereas with a card that's like fully sealed, like the chips inside the card, it's a lot less, uh, it's a lot harder to break it. Um, well, that, and, and it's just, it's more like user-friendly. Like people are familiar yeah. with the concept of a gift card. If you hand somebody a, mm -hmm. an open dime, you can be like, why are you handing me part of a broken computer? Like, what's, <laughs> yeah, what that's... Right, you right. Know? So yeah. this is much more accessible to a normie to say, no, 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 that's Bitcoin. You just, you know, I can show you how to use it, but it actually looks like a thing people are familiar with as opposed to not. Right. So, yeah. And it's super compatible with an app. Right. And it's, you know, people can check it right away and just tap it with, you know, your Apple pay NFC tap. So, um, yeah, super user friendly and yeah, it's really cool to have uh, little designs on it. Like the, yeah, the little hodler one with the, you know, the bubble thing and yeah, uh, yeah, what, yeah. whatnot. There's it's, a lot of really cool, cool designs yeah. on here. So yeah, yeah actually, uh, coin kite was the first, it was my first Bitcoin expenditure. It was the first thing I ever spent Bitcoin on. So, oh, there you go. Wow, I, was, I, was, I, I do like yeah, you guys. Know, good stuff. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much. Thanks for being a customer. It's. Sure. Uh, I, was, I was gonna say, um, it's it's funny because obviously in bull markets we get uh, more attention than bear markets, and um, you know people love to dump Bitcoin on us at at the top. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, it's like sixty k. You know, people are like splurging on cult cards and stuff, and then. You know, now Bitcoin's like 16K and obviously, you know, we're still holding it in our coffers or, you know, whatever we're doing with it. Um, but uh, I don't I don't think we, we sell it right away. Um, but yeah, no, you know, they just love to dump on us with their Bitcoin, but we're happy to take it, you know. 
Heck yeah. That's hilarious. Well, yeah. Right on. All right, Hoddle D, man, this has been a good chat, dude. We appreciate you. Yeah. Um, there's something we, I don't know if you've listened to the show. At the end of the show, we do a little check of the price. If you can stick around for another 10 minutes, are you cool with that? Yeah, man, let's do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Doug, hit the button. Boosts Reads. It's time for what, Jeff? It's time for the Why Bitcoin Weekly Price Check. Am I am I how doing this? Do, no. How about we do boosts first? I don't think there was any like, boosts. There was a boost. God, you never even check, bro. Well, I'm looking did, at it right now. I updated uh, Hoddle D. Do you use Fountain? Um, I listen on Fountain, but uh, I have the app, but um, I'm pretty actually new to it. Okay, right on. So on Fountain, right. there is a... Okay, I'll do the spiel for Fountain then. On Fountain, if you're listening uh to podcasts you can listen on fountain why are you so far away from the mic dude on fountain if you're <laughs> thank you it's it spun around on me on fountain if you like podcasts uh fountain lets you listen to podcasts and earn sats while you listen which is pretty cool another feature that they have is that you can send sats to the producers of the podcast if you like the podcast you can uh stream sats to them and then one final thing they let you do is send boosts where you send a comment with a, uh, a bundle of sats attached to it. And on this podcast, we take those boosts and we read them out to you. So whatever you want to say, we'll read them out because we like Bitcoiners and I like what you have to say. And we like boosts. So this is Boosts Reads. Okay, Doug, you're going to have to say it because it's... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah that no, no, th this is what I was going to say is Fountain recently, as of today, I think, just updated to point uh, version 0 0.6. So the way the wallet looks is all different and everything. If you haven't updated yeah, it, it yet. Is, it is a little, it is a little different, but I, I slogged through it here. Okay. You so know, you know what you're and, doing. Uh, but also I think this is where I read the, 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 uh, the sponsor read, right? You can do that as well. Yes. Yes. Okay. So, uh, this, you... uh, this boost reads and this podcast is sponsored by river securely buy Bitcoin, purchase mining rigs, and even access the lightning network at river.com to get started. Use the link in the show notes to get up to 10,000 in bonuses on River. And if you're driving in your car, that link is partner.river.com backslash Podcast. And we thank you, River and Alex and Reed. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much. Right All right. Right on. So <clears throat> we got one boost this week. It's really simple, but it comes from our good friend, Dan Hartland Bitcoin. Uh, for those who don't know who we're talking about right now, I think he's season one and he was, season three. He was one of he our first twice, guests. Right? Yeah. 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 One of our first guests. And he was like our first, second guest as well. Yes. So, our first, second uh, guest. our first, second time, I should say. Sorry. That was horrible. Anyways. Uh, he is boosting on the season four, episode 21. That was the last, last week's new year, same us episode. And he just says, never change <laughs> dan thanks buddy appreciate you danny all right that being done and said it's now time for he hits the button why bitcoin presents your weekly price check jeff it's time for the weekly price check why don't you tell everybody how this works Okay, to listeners and HODLD, we all know, we're all Bitcoiners. We know the price doesn't fucking matter. We don't care. However, 
I do think the price is fun to keep track of just as a little uh, time capsule for when we go back and listen to this show in a hundred years from now to see what the price was or that there even was a price attached. What we do to keep it fun on our show is Doug and I make a guess of what we think the price is going to be. And then we keep score on who guessed closest. And at the end of our season, whoever has the most points uh, gets a pot of sats. We uh, stay com- uh, that we put up to bet against each other. It starts at a hundred thousand. Now Hoddle D if you want to play with us, nice. if you guess the price closer than me and me or Doug guesses the price next week, then we will add 5,000 sats to our pot amongst ourselves. I think last season it got up to like 125,000 sats that I had to give Doug. And this season we're currently sitting at 110, 110,000 sats. So Otto, are you okay with uh, doing a little price speculation here? Yeah. Okay, right on. Let's Talk do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's let's cover last week real quick first. Jeff uh, came in as the bitch bear at 16,555. I was the bull at 17,000 oh, or $17,002.22 and according to timechainstats.com, it is now sitting at 17,206.81. So take that, Jeff. Boom. The bull market has begun, boys. We're going to the moon. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Rocket What's the ship. Score Get on board. Knock it off. I hate that guy too. Cut it out. God. Uh, um, so many. Uh, never mind. Just keep going. What? What's the? Uh, the score is currently point? Doug has seven points. Jeff has eleven points. This pot is sat at one hundred and ten thousand sats. So you need four more points to even it up. Which would we have? Three more episodes left. So you can do it. No, this is. This is two more episodes. Okay, so so the next two episodes will be two points apiece. So you have All the right, opportunity right. to tie it up here. All Let's right. see how it goes. Making it interesting. I like it. Okay, here's how this works, D. We take 30 seconds. We write the answer down so that we technically, you know, try not to cheat. It's sort of an honor system thing. And we're going to start that 30 seconds now. All right. D, as our guest, why don't you go first, friend? Sure. So I know you guys are going to hate me, and I'm uh, the Bitcoin bear, but I'm I'm calling for 16.5. Bitch bear. 16.500? 16500 16, 16, yeah. I, I'm, right. I'm in the chop. I'm in the, I think we're in a chop. Okay. Okay. He's a chop artist. All right. Yep. I, I won, Jeff, so I'll go next. Okay. And I actually didn't even write them down, so I'm going to go with uh, – I'll just go with my same number again last week, 17002 and 22 cents. So, okay, okay, it could be. Uh, I went with 16.8 because Bitcoin cost 16.8. There's, it's, it's gone up for some reason. We have to go back down to 16.8. 16,800. Huh? Yeah. All right. It's cra- there you go. Crazy. Hoddle D, man. Thank you so much for being here. We appreciate you, dude. Um, this has been yeah. a blast. We'll definitely give you a second here to shill yourself, tell the people where to find you and all that good stuff. Absolutely. 
yeah, so uh, my name's D. Uh, I go by Hoddle D on Twitter. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Uh, I work for CoinKite. Uh, we uh, have the MK4, Block Clock, Tap Signer, Sats cards, um, all that. And uh, if you need to get a hold of us or you know, you're interested in buying our products, feel free to email us at support at coinkite.com. Um, and my DMs are always open on Twitter too, so um, feel free to follow me, shoot me a DM if you've got any questions. Um, anything from beginner to advanced Bitcoin questions, I'll try and help you out. So uh, yeah, thanks uh, Jeff and Doug for having me on here, and it's been super fun. And I uh, look forward to uh, talking uh, hopefully another time. Right on, man. Definitely, Absolutely. man. Yeah, we'd love to have you back. So Awesome. Cool. All right, Doug, you won. You and, get to uh, take you us can... out. Oh, yeah. oh you want to want to give your... Show ourselves, yeah. Let's show ourselves. Yeah, if you want to, if you want to find me, well, if you want to contact the show, you can uh, email us at askwhybitcoin at gmail com for any comments, concerns, questions, or complaints, or any um, anything else of that nature. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, you can find all other episodes on whybitcoinpodcast.com. We're on all the apps, all the podcast apps. Definitely be on Fountain if you're not on Fountain. Check that out. Uh, if you want to find me on Twitter, I'm at Sly Goomba. I changed it recently, but now I'm just at Sly Goomba. I think that's a cool handle. I'm really proud of myself for that one. Sly Roundabout. Uh, there's one other thing I was going to say. Fuck, what was it? Oh, uh, if you enjoyed this show, the best thing to do, the best way to support us, if you want to do that, is just share it with a friend. Share it with a Bitcoiner that you know or maybe a pre-coiner that you know. Um, if you like our show, if you, if you enjoyed it, yeah, sharing it and letting other people know that we exist is cool. So definitely consider doing that. Appreciate you. Uh, that's it for me, Doug. You can take us out, dude. All right. So you can find me on Twitter at BeardedHoddle, or you can find me on Noster. Uh, uh, and you can just use the BeardedHoddle at NosterPlebs.com address because I'm not going to say the entire billion letters for that. So, all right. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you once again for joining us. We really appreciate you. We appreciate our guest, Hoddle D, coming in and talking uh, some tech stuff and some nerd stuff and some gaming stuff. And Guys, no matter what your hobbies are, you should just keep stacking sats. So do that. We'll see you guys next week. All right. <laughs>